Right now, though, talking about diploma exams. Yeah, every year, Alberta students sweat over provincial diplomas. They've been around since 1984. Last November, school trustees across the province voted in favor of pushing for a review. How important are these exams? Is there room for improvement? Tim Coates, Assistant Lecturer, Education, University of Alberta, former Director of Diploma Exams for the Provincial Government from 2005 to 2013, joining us this afternoon. Thanks so much for your time, Tim. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. So, first of all, the the reason we have diploma exams for students in this province. Well, I think it really goes back to the idea of creating a a common measurement so that we have some way of knowing uh, how comparable students' results are from uh, school to school, student to student, and literally from year to year because the examinations are equated examinations. So as we go through time, we can see if there's any actual improvements or uh, declines in student performance year to year to year. Some of my listeners may not even remember provincial diploma exams, but remind us what years they are conducted in and what subjects. Well, they're conducted in, in grade 12. I mean, there are also uh, provincial achievement tests in grade 6 and 9. Uh, but the grade 12 diploma exams are the ones I think most people are focusing on right now. And they're in uh, basically your core grade 12 subjects. So it's the sciences, uh, language arts, and social studies, French language arts, and Francais Trente. Uh, so it's quite a sweep of examinations. And so with a diploma then is what a lot of students will need in order to pursue post-secondary education, how much weight is placed on them for other institutions? Well, they're weighted now at 30%. They were, when they came back in in 1984, weighted at 50%, and then that was reduced, I think it was now 2013, to 30%. And, of course, during the pandemic, uh, at one point, we we literally waived having the exams, and then they came back at 10%, and then 20%, and then this year they're back at 30%. So the, the weightings varied, of course, over time. I, I should just point out, when they were dropped, they used to be called departmental exams up to 1972, those exams were 100% exams. So when a diploma came in in 1984, it was brought in as a blend between a school-awarded mark and a diploma mark. And so you're saying it's sort of a standard to be able to see how students are doing, but then that is how other institutions would be, whether or not they'd accept a student into a university or a college? Well, it can really vary. I mean, frankly, uh, there's three marks recorded that are given to a student on a transcript that they can carry forward. One would be their school-awarded mark, one would be their diploma mark, and then one would be the blended of those two. So it would really come down to whoever's looking at the results for what they're going to give the weight to. Um, I think it's probably fairly standard that it's the blended mark, but it certainly doesn't have to be. Um, uh, For instance, even at the university, a particular faculty, I believe, could choose to say, no, we're going to look at, uh, you know, the, for instance, the diploma mark only, or we're going to look at only the school-awarded mark. Uh, that's why the three marks are there. Well, that's one of the reasons why the three marks are there. Tim, I know it's been a while since you were the director of diploma exams in Alberta, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, between 2005 and, and 2013. Even within that period, every year, are they looking at how the exams are 
rolled out, how what the what the students have to actually be tested on. I, I'm just curious in that period what kind of reviews were actually going on. Right. Well, I should point out that, that, that what they're going to be tested on is the programs of study. So that really can't change from year to year to year. The uh, the uh, the prime objective of anyone that's building an examination is to make sure that the exam has fidelity to the program of studies. And now, to be fair, of course, they can't measure every element in the program of studies, which is one of the reasons for the rationale for them not being 100% exams as they were at one point, that there's things that simply can't be measured with a paper and pencil test. But to make sure that the exams are high quality, every year uh, committees of teachers have to come in to review future exams to do what we call a validation of the exam, to make sure that the, the examination is uh, aligned with the program of studies and does set an appropriate standard. Uh, besides that, that's sort of an annual thing. Uh, at various times, there have been looks at, you know, uh, for example, the waiting. I mean, the waiting was changed in 2013. That came about when the minister decided to have a look at and make a decision about that issue. Um, I would say that now it's 40 years in, and so any suggestion that there could be um, you know, a, a review of the exam process, I would welcome that. I don't have an issue with that. I, I would simply say, though, that it's got to be informed by, by data, and informed by uh, a, a good, thorough look at it and not become particularly an emotional issue, for example, without looking at some of the, uh, the logic behind them as well. My guest this afternoon is Tim Coates, Assistant Lecturer, Education, University of Alberta, former Director of Diploma Exams for the Provincial Government from 2005 to 2013. And we are talking about this idea of reviewing the diploma exams, the grade 12 diploma exams. We're in January. Uh, I know I remember when my kids were in school, of course, this was a stressful month but because they had to prepare for the, the diplomas. What would be the downside of removing diploma exams, Tim? Well, uh, if I go back to 1972 when the exams were dropped, by the early 1980s, there was a lot of uh, public perception that the standards had dropped. In other words, that uh, it was easier and easier for students to get higher and higher marks. And as well, the universities were concerned that they didn't have uh, confidence in comparable grades. In other words, two students applying for a university position could both have an 80%, and the universities were not necessarily comfortable that those two 80% were equitable uh, if the teachers were applying different standards in two different schools. And I, and I have to point out that's a very challenging thing to do without there being some external exam to provide some communication of what is the expected standard. Um, just going by program of studies outcomes, it's very difficult to determine what would be a standard of excellence or what would be an acceptable standard. So that would be one of the things that would be lost, for sure. Um, you can also argue that, uh, and it has been argued that, you know, other provinces don't have standardized tests, so this put Alberta students at a disadvantage. But I think that you have to be careful about saying that, because it's not so much, it's not necessarily about Alberta students and their comparability to other people in Canada, but we're really much more dealing in an international situation now. And if you look at the leading PISA countries, the countries that perform best in the international testing that's done, I think it's every three years, uh, the leading countries tend to be countries where there are standardized tests in place. And I was going to ask you, how do we compare to other provinces? But you're saying, forget about the other provinces, whether they have them or not. We are now on a world stage with our students? Well, yeah, and I wouldn't say forget about the other provinces. I'd simply say that we can't be, uh, you know, uh, sort of um, provincial about this. That really, I mean, young people now are not functioning in a world that's just isolated within Alberta or within Canada. They're, they're operating on a world stage. 
And so for us to say, well, you know, a particular province does or doesn't have standardized tests or their standard, we don't know if it's the same as ours. These are, these are all true. We really don't know that within Canada because there's no national uh, assessment. And, and it would be very difficult for there to be one because programs of studies differ across the country. But when we get something like the PISA tests, uh, this is a chance to see how Canadian students do perform internationally. And the, the most recent PISA tests have shown uh, a decline in, uh, I believe it was a, across the board in Canada, in uh, language arts, mathematics, and science. Uh, although Canada still fared reasonably well. Uh, what are your views when people say we put so much pressure on, at one point you said 50% of their mark, now it's 30% mm-hmm. of their mark, but so much pressure on th- this one test in this particular subject on a student. Is mm-hmm. that fair to the education process? Well, I mean, there's always going to be that issue. I recognize that, that there's going to be issues of anxiety that, you know, potentially do exist or do exist, right? Uh, And I understand that. But, of course, you also have to realize that the students are going to be going on, in many cases, they won't say all cases because that wouldn't be fair, to post-secondary institutions where there will be, uh, of course, tests. And, of course, those tests now come at a bigger cost because if you're paying $12,000 to go to university for a year, which would be a modest sum nowadays, um, that, that, that's a much more <laughs> high-pressure situation than where, um, you know, you're, you're doing it at grade 12 where there's the opportunity for repetition. And, of course, it's a public education system, so there's no perhaps $8,000 tuition at stake. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely do recognize that. I don't want to diminish the fact that that, uh, that stress can be there. Uh, but it's not uh, necessarily best argument to say that uh, we need to alleviate all stress. A degree of stress is, is something that, you know, I think life tends to present itself. I know you mentioned that um, not all students move on to a post-secondary. No. Is there a situation where a student knows I'm not doing a post-secondary? Is there that option then for the students to say I'm not writing it? There's really no opting out as long as you're taking the core programs. Even if you take, uh, for, in- for instance, in several of the subjects, there's uh, streamed courses. So there's English 30-1 and an English 30-2, and it's the same in social. So sometimes students that might not be headed for the higher academic uh, world, and they may well take the DASH-2 program, but the DASH-2 program also has the standardized tests. All good information. Let's see what happens as the uh, school trustees push for the review. Tim, thanks so much for your input on it. Oh, you're welcome. Tim Coates, Assistant Lecturer, Education, University of Alberta, former Director of Diploma Exams for the Alberta Government from 2005 to 2013, joining us today. Would love to hear your thoughts. Do you think that diploma exams still need to be written by Alberta students?